2: This is spectacular. It's hit with no regard for humanity. Is this the moment for Shakiri? Yes, it is. Switzerland and Shakiri have scored in the 90th minute. That was worth the price of admission alone. This is Soccer Matters, brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm, daspitlaw.com. from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Glenn Davis. Welcome into the Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. As always, DaspitLaw.com, 512-CALL-NOW. Uh, HornFM.com is where this show streams, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in as well. we got a great show in store for you tonight. Um, by the way, I just want to remind you, I'm Glenn Davis, your humble servant. All right. Uh, getting great connection from more and more people in the Austin area when it comes to Soccer Matters on the Horn. Presented by the Daspit Law Firm. So uh, keep it coming. We stream, as I mentioned, hornfm.com. You can get the podcast there. Would love it if you subscribed on Spotify, Google Play, and or Apple. All right, we got a lot to talk about tonight from Austin FC troubles to some great content for soccer coaches coming to the state of Texas. This is a really good symposium that's coming up. That if you are in the business or in the passion of coaching at any level, uh, there's a great event coming we're going to tell you about tonight. Uh, Michael Lahoud, former MLS player, now broadcaster, joins me to talk Austin FC. By the way, only one point out of a playoff spot. And fans, you want hashtag Josh Wolf out. We discuss what's going on, who's accountable, some of the factors in where this club is right now. And by the way, does it really matter? It's MLS. What matters is if you make the playoffs or not and go on a run. That's the way the league's set up. I don't like it. You may not like it. I like consequence, but this is the fact. Teams don't even get mathematically eliminated until two weeks less left in the season. It's the league we have. The big loss to me uh, from a leadership standpoint, Ruben Gabrielson at center back. This has been huge, but we're going to get into um, a lot of different things around Austin FC. And by the way, that's not a big one to figure out, right? All right, Fred DeCranian. International Soccer School and former professional soccer player Juan Carlos Machia of Capelli Sport. They're going to join me tonight for discussion on the upcoming International Soccer Symposium. This is in Dallas. This is a can't miss for coaches. You got Real Madrid coaches on and on. We'll tell you a little bit about that. We'll tip you off to that and you can talk to both of them and hear what they have to say. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Matters GD at Glenda Stock. And let's start with Manchester City in the Champions League final. A 1-0 win, goal from Rodri in the second half. City Center in Manchester, the celebrations uh, take place. There's been crazy photos of, like, some of the players took a plane to Ibiza. There's everybody following Jack Grealish. Uh, They're down in Heinekens. They're down in Grey Goose. They're down in Champagne. They're letting loose. The historic treble done by Pep Guardiola again. It's the second time he's done it now. Did it also with Barcelona. Now he's the only man to do it twice. Incredible. The other teams that have done the treble, Celtic, Ajax, Inter, Manchester United. Guardiola stands alone as a manager. Completely remarkable season for the quality of football that was produced and produced consistently by Manchester City. They were off in the final, ah, but there are reasons why they were off, and that's why we're going to give full credit to Inter for their defensive structure. They were absolute space killers. They made this so difficult and uncomfortable for City. They imposed their tactics. They were aggressive under Simone Inzaghi over the course of the game. And for those who stated that this was going to be a route for City, we're reminded that Italian clubs, by the way, yeah, they know how to defend and defend doggedly. And that is what Inter did so effectively. City struggled in this game, you saw it, to find a rhythm on this day. They reduced space. There are three center backs Inter, Dormian coming out to contend with De Bruyne and Grealish. So for me, Simone Inzaghi delivered a lineup of determination, no fear in Turkey, certainly huge defensive structure, but his stock, to me, goes really high. Onana and goal was always a worry. You could have a blinder in the final. Then you had Darmiana, Serbian, Bastoni, stout, tough, aggressive, a five-man midfield in the middle with Kalinoglu, Brozovic, who was a nasty beast in there, and Barella. Then the lateral players of DeMarco and Dumfries, who did get forward on occasions in this game. And, in fact, DeMarco began to have an influence on the attack in the second half with Latoura, Martinez, and Dzeko up front. They then brought on Lukaku. They got strong pressure on the ball, some tough fouls on Holland. They broke the rhythm, and City couldn't find their dominant self. In fact, I loved when Grealish, after the game, was asked, uh, you know, how he thought he played, and he goes, I was crap. Um, but maybe Dumfries, Barella, Darmian, you know, had a say in the reason why he was, quote-unquote, crap. Now, Guardiola and City for a second consecutive Champions League final. Kevin De Bruyne goes at that. So sad for that guy. Um, And then he pulled a bit of a surprise starting Nathan Ake. They were blessed with good fortune in this final. There's no doubt about that. Uh, And it wasn't the greatest final aesthetically, and we know that happens. DS and Akanje, Ake, Rodri and Stones played. Stones played higher, as you saw, uh, listed like he was going to play next to Rodri. But, man, he was really high in this game. Is a bit of a surprise. Rodri took the game winner beautifully. I mean, that one look of where he placed that ball and how it goes through a maze of players is pretty unbelievable. Uh, Grealish, Gundogan, De Bruyne. That was the rest of the lineup. Phil Foden would come on for De Bruyne. Bernardo Silva, Erling Holland. Holland was handled well by Inner. They gave him a bit of a rough treatment. Um, let's not forget the overall journey, though, that City had this year. They had to fight back to win the Premier League title. They had to win an FA Cup against their rivals in Manchester, in Manchester United. Not easy. Uh, The comeback had to come after, you know, they were chasing Arsenal. Arsenal was the rabbit. And then they get through Bayern Munich and Real Madrid in the Champions League. The basis of City throughout the year in the Premier League. Emerson, Gundogan, Rodri, by the way, played every Premier League game, Rodri. Holland, De Bruyne, Bernardo Silver, and Jack Grealish. And then They handle the bulk of the minutes, and then you go on to guys like Ake, Mares, Bowden, Walker, Stones. These guys getting all around maybe 1,500 minutes. Julian Alvarez, four goals in the World Cup, right? Stuck Tower Martino on the bench for Argentina. Four World Cup minutes. He had a total of 1,465 minutes in the Premier League. Remember Calvin Phillips is a big signing in the offseason? Only got 300 minutes. We must honor... And don't give me the rhetoric that anyone can coach that team with that talent. That is maybe one of the most uneducated, unqualified things somebody can say. That's as off base as it gets. To keep the quality of style, substance, winning and collective spirit together with multimillionaires takes huge leadership, planning, accountability, a leader in Guardiola and a staff. A lot of people did a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't even know about. We don't even know their names. But the quality of the football, the dominated possession in nearly every game in an opponent's third of the field against the majority of teams defending in low blocks in their own penalty areas, and it looked like half-court basketball half the time when you watch them in the Premier League. At that speed and power of that league, too, by the way. Imagine having to break teams down like that consistently in these minute small spaces so this is a historic season for manchester city they deserve the plaudits the treble complete it leads to the city of manchester being the home of two clubs that have produced treble manchester united manchester city that is winning the league the fa cup and the champions league so here's some data that plays to enter shots on goal City four, inner six. Total shots, City seven, inner 14. I mean, to hold City to 14 uh, to seven shots? Are you kidding? I don't think that's been done all year. Fouls, City 11, inner 17. Corners, two for City, four for inner. They only had two corners. 60% possession for City, 40 for Inter. City made two changes, Foden for De Bruyne and the 36th, 82nd Walker for Stones, Inzaghi used all five changes. And I think the big one was Lukaku for Dzeko. And Lukaku had chances and couldn't deliver. Which is kind of Lukaku for, Lukaku for me. Um, bouncing around a lot of teams. Always seems unsettled. Um, so the takeaways. Inter and in Simona, Inzaghi imposed their style on a master tactician to their advantage. Inzaghi won the tactical battle. Denied City getting into their tempo and rhythm. They met him in the middle third. They got tight. Great pressure on the ball. It was consistent. His value was up. They had chances through Lukaku. Couldn't get it done. Um, DeMarco, that crazy sequence hitting the crossbar, and then his own shot, DeMarco, blocked by Lukaku. This was City's year, by far the best overall team on the planet through their football. This after losing players, right? Like Gabriel Jesus to Arsenal. Cancelo to Bayern. Winning on an off day occurs in nearly every tournament for those that end up a champion. 74 World Cup, the Netherlands did it in the final, lost to to West Germany. Argentina and Qatar, remember, lost to Saudi Arabia. Could have been eliminated in game two by Mexico, only to go on and win the World Cup. And this is why we all love this game. Amazing city season. Um, and now the talk uh, for the naysayers will go directly to some of the off-field stuff. But um, this was this was an incredible watch to watch that team throughout the year and the quality of soccer that they would produce. Literally ninety-eight, ninety-nine percent of the time, Holland with this crazy goal-scoring record—I think scored a goal for every game that he played in, which is pretty remarkable. All right, so again, to remind you what we have, we got uh, Michael LaHood is coming up. We're going to talk about Austin FC, the challenges this year. We're going to talk about uh, some of the players that have left, some of the players that have underperformed. There is no question. Player performance is part of this. Um, you know, it, it, it's shared accountability. I don't think there's any question. But uh, Austin fans seem to be not very happy right now. Uh, and by the way, you're not replicating what happened last year. That was pretty remarkable. I never say never, but that season, ability to come back in games, the quality of everything that you saw, that's not reality in MLS. That was one of the most remarkable seasons I ever saw. All right, we'll take a break. Michael Lahoud coming up. We will also talk to the guys who are going to be setting up an amazing, uh, the International Soccer Symposium. Uh, by the way, information on that at internationalsoccersymposium.com. That's Fred DeCranian of the International Soccer School and former pro Juan Carlos Machia, who also, by the way, worked for U.S. Soccer uh, for many, many years of Capelli Sport. They'll join me for discussion on the International Soccer Symposium. All right, we'll take a break here. Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by DaspitLaw.com. 512 call now. 512 call now. Jonathan's firm, Personal Injury Attorneys. They'll take your case. Whether you get in a car, boat, motorcycle accident, uh, it is DaspitLaw.com, bilingual at 512-CALL-NOW. The best personal injury attorneys, you need them when you get in an accident, you need the best. It's the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLaw.com. All right, welcome back to Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Remember, the show is always presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's DaspitLaw.com, 512 call now. Look, John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, best in the business. They're getting soccer talk on the airwaves here in Austin, and it allows me to do great interviews like this one. He is Michael Lahoud. You know him as the analyst last year for Austin FC, still breaking off Austin FC down, and, of course, played in major league soccer. Michael, thank you as always for coming on the show. It's great to catch up.
1: Uh, Glenn, it's been too long. It feels good to be on the show again.
2: All right. We're going to get into some good conversation here uh, and go deep on Austin FC. So let's, let's just start with this. We all knew this was going to be a different year, right? I mean, last year, the bar miraculous bar set, um, The comebacks, the quality of play, the Driussi MVP performance of the year. Um, Now you get uh, you you reap the benefits of success. You're in CONCACAF Champions League. You don't get a good start. Maybe just take me into your perception of how this season started and maybe tie it into where the team is now.
1: What a difference a year makes. (laughs) It's the old cliche of. Sports, it's the old cliche of football or soccer, whichever one you call it. I think I've had a bit of an influence from the UEFA Champions League that we were talking about over the recent weekend. But this is an OSFC team that is earning the best game from each team. It's what you get when you've gone and and you did what you did last year in getting to a Western Conference championship. But if you look at the makeup of how they did it towards the end, it was through comebacks. It was through grinding out results. And too often, I think it was going behind a goal. When you look at the playoffs, the Real Salt Lake game, they're down 2-0. And if it wasn't for Sebastian Drew heroics, yet again, putting the S on his chest to get the team out of a hole and a handball laid on Brad Stewart coming up, then maybe this fabled tale of last year stops a few games short. But they did the business last year. Now this is this year. What I've seen a difference in is a change of formation. Last year was a 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3. And when, when you came into the first game of the seasons, you had this 4-3-3, back three sort of hybrid thing where it turns into a 3-5-2, and it seems like there's a bit of confusion with the team and players still figuring out where their best fit is in this new system that Josh Wolf was implemented. I'd like to see them get back to what they did last year, which is the predictability of, you know, is going to be in the midfield in that 4-3-3 on the left, Alex Ring has played center back more than he's played midfield. That has been a massive influence on the team in terms of not being as dynamic going forward as well.
2: So injuries obviously have played a part. Um, yeah, yeah. Individual performance, I think we have to go there. Um, the press and things like that don't seem as sharp to me. They don't seem as collective. They don't. They don't seem as sharp to me. Uh, it's a four to one loss to Sporting. 12th out of 14th in the West, yet you're only one point out of the playoff spot. Okay. This is Major League Soccer. You got a lot of time to fix things. Are you buying into this whole thing of the accountability of Josh Wolf to what you just said about tactics and the hashtag Josh Wolf out, like, you know, all the fans are saying, which, by the way, they said in year one.
1: Yeah, I think it's too early for that. The team is not rooted at the bottom of Major League Soccer, and you've been in this business. You've seen it. I've seen it as a player. Is In Major League Soccer, it's the summer months where you really have to start kicking on. If you're not getting results and it's late July or early August or late August, then the panic buttons can really start. But one win, as long as you keep yourself competitive and you're off FC, keeping yourself competitive in that playoff zone and then... Hopefully you kick into form to finish the last two months. I think that could be recipes for success. But the inconsistencies—that's what worries me this season. You've had some positive results. The big win in Seattle comes to mind. Jassie Zardes coming off the mark, getting him going, and that—that that happened with Sebastian Driussi on the sidelines with the injuries. And I go back to some of the the, the depth and depth strength in numbers that was so heralded last year, the likes of Amusa Jite. I think his absence is being very noticed and notable in the Austin FC ranks and in the attack right now, a player that I wish would have stayed and for personal reason isn't with the team. But all can be righted when you look at the schedule ahead, two rivalry matches against the likes of FC Dallas and Houston Dynamo <laughs> FC, who you know very well. They haven't gotten it right so far against rivals but no better games than to get results against rivals. You don't even have to get the win. Just get results, be a difficult team to play against. And I think that can spark some confidence.
2: Talking to Michael Lahoud, former major league soccer player here on uh, the horn in Austin, Texas presented by John Daspit and the Daspit law firm. All right. I want to go over just individual performance. Cause I, I think there's a lot to bite off here. First of all, Diego Fagundes is, is, is a shadow of what he was last year. I mean, he was one of the best attacking players in Major League Soccer. What what seems to be going on there? I've heard a ton of things. Lack of fitness coming in preseason. Um, something between him and the coach, Josh Wolf What do you think the problem is here? Because he was the perfect foil to Sebastian Driussi.
1: I think it's a mentality shift that I've seen. And I've seen a physical change in Diego's body. And that's going to happen any given year where it's so hard to maintain that physical shape that you have Diego's one of the fittest players on the team last year and something a lot of people didn't give him credit for. He covered a lot of ground. He's a tireless worker. And this year it reminded me more of the Diego Fagundes that came into Austin in 2021. He wasn't an out and out starter up until he scored that, that goal now heralded as Denver day where Diego Fagundes scored the first goal in club history And it was Thomas Pochettino not being able to start. Remember him? (laughs) That Mm -hmm. seems like years ago. But Thomas Pochettino not being able to start opened the door for Fagundes to really kickstart his Austin career. This season with the new formation shift, injury problems, mental kind of – I don't even know the right word for it. But mentally, I think that's a big difference that I've seen from him. As a player, if you're not mentally there playing with that same chip on your shoulder – that he brought from New England I played against Diego early in his career played against him when he was pissed off that is Diego Fagundes who wants to prove a point in Major League Soccer that's the type of player that you need back for Austin FC
2: so let me ask you this Michael Uh, you know because because we go over this with a fine-tooth comb and we know this is not a singular problem there's there's multiple things going on here with injury loss of certain players uh motivation I go back to last year things were so good I mean it was a dream world. Sellout crowds, the adulation, the love of the fans going back and forth between the players, the success on the field, the results, the quality of the goals. And we all know that when those types of magical seasons occur, there are a lot of people that will then the next year, well, they might want more from the organization, uh, their motivation may wane a little bit, and that thing called human ego takes over. Is that potentially a part of the mentality of some of the players now after last year and and, and maybe losing a bit of that motivation and hunger, which you just mentioned?
1: I don't know. I, it's so hard to tell in talking with some of the players and a lot of, the, a lot of the guys, a lot of the character guys, that passion to right the wrongs of what's happened this year is still there. You hear it in your voice, but what, I've seen that is a concern is the consistency in action. Last season in twenty twenty two, there was motivation from the group and from the team and from your leaders to make a statement. I remember that you know the lamented um, MLS rankings that became, oh, you know, Twitter bait, if you will, where Josh Wolf and his staff, they posted up hey, here's what all the writers, here's what all the doubters. And the team was so inspired to be proving all the naysayers wrong. And that takes you a long way. But do
2: you really have to be motivated by Twitter? You're a professional athlete. You, you know, uh,
1: man, it's the mo- Glenn. It's the modern. Day, it's the modern day of sports. All Twitter. right,
2: am I sports showing football? my age here? I'm, I'm showing my age. huh, Michael.
1: <laughs> no, it's the modern day. Sport. I remember
2: we had nobody writing yeah, about us when we played, so it doesn't really matter. We yeah. had to jump out of a tree naked to get attention.
1: No, but a lot of times now, players, the first thing they do is go to Twitter. It's just yeah. the generation that we live in. It's, it's the exposure of things. When things are going great, people love you. When things are going wrong,
2: well, all right. You brought something different. good up, Michael, and we're talking to Michael Lahoud. Um, consistency of performance here's the ones that i think have been consistent and, and you either add to or delete to my list brad stuver danny Pereira, mm-hmm. john gallagher nick lima outside of this group am i missing anybody these these are the players to me that have been dependable that you know what you're yeah. getting game in and game out and and i don't think i put too many others in that category right now i add one more okay
1: and it took him a while to get going, but I've been impressed with Adam Lundqvist and a former Houston Dynamo ah, FC okay. player that you know. Yep. He started to settle in, and when, when you saw Austin FC start to get a couple of results, I think of not just in Seattle, but him at home when in Toronto, it was him getting to the end line and whipping crosses in. That's something that this Austin FC team, with Yossi Zardes coming in, that they're doing much more of that they didn't do last year. It's getting wing backs to the byline and looking for service. They're not the biggest team in Major League Soccer. You don't have a a Kai Kamara when he was at the Columbus Crew or some of the big target strikers in Major League Soccer that you can whip in a ball to and they'll finish with their head. They were more cutting the ball back for a trailing run of Girussi or Fagundes getting in a good spot or Maxi Ruti poaching something in inside the six. And now they've had to adapt. But Lungfist, his, his play in getting forward and getting crosses in, that's been an asset to the team.
2: Talking to Michael LaHood here, we're talking about Austin FC, and they've got two games with FC Dallas and Houston Dynamo coming up, and as you mentioned, those would be great games to kind of produce uh, something special and maybe uh, change your season, which we look at Major League Soccer in three phases, the beginning of the year, those summer months uh, where you can potentially make some moves, and then the final uh, denouement in the fall where you make your run for the playoffs, but nobody's ever out of it until two weeks, three weeks left in the season, so we, we go with that. So look, Alan Polito uh, and Sporting Kansas City. And, and I'm just going to make a point here. Polito is back, healthy, scoring goals, a part of it, finishing. He is your designated player. And again, we go to the importance of the performance of the designated player. They have to be the, the, the person or the players that separate your teams. And I'm not sure Austin FC is getting that out of Rigoni, although he has been a little bit more active as of late. Uh, Kobe Jones said on the broadcast, well, you got to give him time to adjust. I, I I think he's had enough time to adjust, don't you?
1: I think it's getting to that threshold of enough time. Rigoni's showing flashes. He's a two-footed player, and I've seen him have more success actually playing on the left-hand side of that front three than on the right-hand side. I think when he gets to the right, it becomes a bit one-dimensional. When he's on the left, he can go either way. He can go left or right. There was this hope and belief that He's starting to figure it out when he gets that first goal, when he then gets that first assist. And it's looking promising. But I think sometimes the pressure of delivering at home, when you are affiliated with the Sebastian Driucci, Driucci came in and just lit the house on fire. It only took Drusi only a handful of games to get that first assist and then the first goal, even in a difficult 21-21 season. So that raises the bar of expectation of, hey, this is going to be the next Sebastian Drusi. It doesn't really help your cause when you're Argentinian as well, and you're on the national team. Mind you, the defending world champs who recently won the World Cup, and you played with the likes of a Messi. So the expectation was going to be paramount. For Emiliano Ragoni, this is his first full preseason and first full season. I think this is a guy who would have benefited being on the team last year and coming in at the start of last year because Austin FC, the player who they don't have, who I think is their most important player, the true leader of the team, Ruben Gabrosen. Oh, boy, wild. I'm glad you got Gavroson to him
2: because that was my next question.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: Carry on with was- Gabrielson. <laughs> Huge loss.
1: Oh, man, Glenn. This was a guy that had the most important thing that you need, not just in a backline leader, but in just a leader in your squad, presence. He had presence of personality, presence of mind, and presence of leadership. The moments I would see him having conversations with Drew in the locker room last year, having conversations with an Alex Ring, you really had a a grasp of, it was just triumvirate of those three. Drew doing it by example on the offensive end, Alex Rink doing it in the midfield and being the figurehead and Ruben Galverson being that spiritual, almost emotional leader for the team. And in difficult places to play, he was the player that I saw come to life on the road, going to a place like Kansas city. He relished the challenge of playing against some of the best strikers in major league soccer. I think that void you're starting to notice it this season.
2: Well, you, you make a great point. And that was my very next question. And you led yourself into it beautifully there because just, just such a presence composed, that sort of european feel of nothing is going to awe me or 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 knock me off uh, emotionally or mentally and then with all the injuries at the back this year you know and i'm thinking of the types of goals that were scored off set pieces against sporting kansas city boy a player that was missed i'm so glad you you brought that up well look we could go on here but uh we're gonna have to take a break we really appreciate you coming on we'll do it again michael uh real soon Thanks for your insight on Austin FC, and we appreciate you coming on the Horn tonight.
1: Uh, thanks for having me, Glenn. Looking forward to doing it again soon.
2: Yeah, see you soon. That's Michael LaHood and, of course, uh, was the analyst for Austin FC last year, still uh, breaking down their games, um, former Major League Soccer player as well. We'll take a break here on the Horn in Austin, Texas. All brought to you by dosbitlaw.com, 512-call now. You are getting a car, boat, motorcycle accident. These things are nervy. You need the best when it comes to a personal injury attorney. It is John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. Again, it's DaspitLaw.com. 512-CALL-NOW. They are bilingual. My final segment of the night tonight here on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Thank you for tuning in. As always, I, I remind you, you can get to, and subscribe to the podcast at Spotify, Apple, and Google. Uh, subscribe, follow us. We appreciate it. The uh, show is always brought to you by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. Daspitlaw.com, 512 call now. The best in personal injury attorneys is John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. Okay, I'm always trying to keep you uh, updated. On specific events, there is a great one coming up. It's called the International Coaching Symposium. It's theory, practical sessions. They're going to be put on by coaches from Real Madrid, the Econo Method, which is a group that has worked uh, and does work with Christian Pulisic, uh, Alan Irvine, West Ham United, uh, all kinds of great presenters. This event is July 7th through nine at the Weston Gallery in Dallas. And look, coaches of every level, this is good for you. Um, Whether you're a high school, college, professional coach, you get to mix with these people. It's three days, the Weston Galleria in Dallas, and it is presented by the International Soccer School and Capelli Sports. So if you want information, internationalcoachingsymposium.com, internationalcoachingsymposium.com. I'm heading up there for that. Uh it has been put together by Fred Decranian of the International Soccer School and Juan Carlos Machia, former professional player, good personal friend of mine, uh, also worked with U.S. Soccer. So here's my interview with both Fred Decranian and Juan Carlos Machia. We start with Fred Decranian who talks about the event. All right. Well, let's uh let's start with uh, you, Fred. Uh we're talking to Fred Decranian. Um, let's just talk to you about this event, the thought process behind it and why Dallas
0: the event is uh is interesting came about in an interesting manner we started uh when I left the university I didn't get to learn uh didn't get to do too much and it was recruiting and games and more recruiting so when when we left um and we started the company I said hey let's go to Europe let's go see the guys and let's go to the pro clubs and uh you know go to congresses and i realized that the club coaches couldn't do it they told me no i said well why not they said well i have a tournament i said what about next weekend i have a league i have another league and so before i knew it i realized it was a it was a united states thing where we just didn't we don't make time for ourselves in order to learn we don't make time in order to see what the best of the best are doing and we go down this path of just continuing to do what we do so we decided to bring some of the best educators uh, that we could connect with in our network and out to the United States to make it really easy for people to learn. Uh, So we started in Florida. We're year five on the project. It's it's been seven years of the project and Dallas is one of the biggest markets in the country. Definitely from a talent standpoint, players are being produced. Uh, So we thought it was a great place to be. the gary williamson jim wagner uh they they've been really helpful in addition to capelli sport and in prioritizing and welcoming us into dallas so it's uh should be a really cool three-day weekend
2: all right let me just remind everybody what this is this is the international coaching symposium presented by the international soccer school and capelli uh practical sessions theory July 7th through 9th, Weston Galleria in Dallas. Look, coaches in Texas, this is in your backyard. This is a no brainer. I'm driving up from Houston to go to this. You want to be at this. Here's how you sign up International All right. You got a number of great presenters at this, Fred. Um, take us into uh, a couple of them and give us a little bit of a background. Uh, and we're talking again to Fred DeCranian, who is uh, heading up the International Soccer School and this event, the International Coaching Symposium. Fire away, Fred.
0: So we've got Real Madrid coming. Uh, and We have uh, La Fabrica. So they're always exciting. It's one of the top, you know, I don't think I need to explain Real Madrid. So it's one of the top yeah. clubs in the world, and they're coming to share what they do and how they do things. Uh, we also have Mikhail Bunel from Luav. Uh, Luav just got promoted to League One. It's one of the top, pro academies in the world one one or two in france uh the home of pogba mendy mares mandanda payet so they do a really really nice job of producing players last year i believe they sold two players one to city one to lyon i think they they grow 17 million on those two transactions so uh, Mikhail is coming to talk about perception uh and field intelligence we also have uh um alan irvine from west ham united uh, and and I, th- I told you yesterday when we were talking, Alan gave last year one of the best presentations I've ever seen in my life. And I got to see the late Gerard Houllier, who up to that time was the best. And Alan gave a presentation and he will he will replicate and, and do the same presentation in Dallas. It's Premier League match preparation. So he does. He's a former manager for West, West Brom. Uh, Norwich Premier League manager, he worked as the director at Goodison Park for Everton. He's a top guy and an amazing person, and he will do a UEFA Pro A-license level crash course on match analysis, what his processes are and what, what he likes to do. And then the second half of it, he'll show film that he showed the boys at West Ham. And, and in a, a couple of days ago, or it was yesterday, uh, West Ham won the Europa Conference League. And he does all of the match preparation for them all the game analysis and preparing so it's really cool the premier league is one of the top leagues in the world and what we see a lot of at least i watch it a lot so to see both and watch is is a really cool presentation we also have econo Uh, so the econo coaches academy are coming they are a top consultancy firm in the education space in europe they go in and revamp federations they also work with clubs they work with individual players Christian Pulisic is a client uh, and they they have developed their own methodology that they'll share and present and they're very very detailed so really really good people we're super excited the people we bring over their their character matches their quality so if a coach know whether it's a a MLS next coach or an ECNL coach or a club coach or a high school coach whoever it is a college coach it doesn't matter who you are when you walk into the room they're willing to help and share and uh I think one of the coolest things for me and I hope I'm not talking too long one of the coolest things for me was I picked Alan up from the airport in Orlando last year when he came to present and he said Fred I'm so excited I said Wow, that's great. I'm excited, too. I said, Alan, what are you excited about? He said, I'm so excited to learn from everyone here. And for one of the best people in the room to have that, it was a really cool learning, learning moment for me uh, in the car. So I hope we can share this with everyone else uh, that decides to join us.
2: Brad, this is super yes. exciting. Um, look, and again, I'll just say this to coaches in in Texas and in the area. This is this is a can't miss. And some of the topics you just brought up, uh, it's got me wanting to get up there and listen to them, too. And, and I'm going to do that again. It's July 7th through 9th, Weston Galleria in Dallas, right here in Texas. It's the International Coaching Symposium uh, put on by International Soccer School and Capelli internationalcoachingsymposium.com to sign up and I'm looking forward to getting up there to not only uh, meeting you in person but also to see my great friend Juan Carlos Machia who is with Capelli Sport he's an ambassador for them he's worked with U.S. Soccer former pro excellent player Juan Carlos joins us now Juan Carlos how are you
3: good morning Glenn how are you thank you for this opportunity
2: Yeah, it's great to have you and Fred on. This is a really exciting event. The more I'm listening to Fred, the more excited I get about the presentations and the practical uh, sessions and the theory that's going to be presented. Um, Capelli gets involved with this. Uh, It it seems pretty much a no-brainer to me.
3: Well, when I started two years ago uh, with Christian Gonzalez, which is uh, Luchi Gonzalez's brother, um, I told him, you know, which way we can go in the future, you know, education, ID, and whatever. And you know very well because we knew each other for many years, you have to be around good people and the good people. And Fred is a good people. So it's good to work with those guys who wants to help and also the honest. And I'm so happy to be involved in this project. Uh, I know Fred for years, he's uh, always trying to find ways to give more information to coaches. It doesn't matter the level. And Capelli feel the same way. And I'm glad to have our owner uh, who believe in that, and his support and education. And I'm always feeling, you know, if you make it in Dallas, you can make it in any place. Juan, tell me
2: a little bit more about Capelli and their their entree into the scene of soccer in this country. I mean, obviously, you're, you're into these types of events that are certainly highly educational. You're very selective, obviously, going with Fred's group here with all these great coaches in from Real Madrid and Alan Irvine from West Ham United, Lucha Gonzalez. But But tell us a little bit about Capelli for maybe those who don't know about Capelli.
3: Well, we are a very young uh, company, but now we have over 500 clubs around the country. Uh, We sponsor, we uh, give them uniform. But the good thing about them is, or us, is we try to do something for, for the clubs. We have this education program, and also we have an ID program uh, Chris Da Silva is in charge of that. He used to play in the Metro Star. It was, it was in, uh, in the Soccer Federation for years. Uh, I know him for 30-something years. I used to play with his father when I retired in, in, in Paris, New Jersey. So I know he means well. And we're trying to put together a couple group of players under 17 and 19 from the Capelli Club and take them to Denmark. This is going to be the third year we're doing it, and it's been working well because last year, one of the players from Tampa ended up signing a contract for the second division team in in Germany. So, for what you see, Capelli is trying to get all the clubs around the country and also in Europe. Capelli uh, uh, owns a couple of clubs over there, and uh, we find a way just to give opportunity to our players to have a chance to play there. So, and again, we're lucky to have you know a guy, the owner, who supports this this program. And I'm looking forward just to go again to Denmark in a couple months. He's so, one
2: Capelli Sport Ambassador. We're also talking to. Fred Decranian, the International Coaching Symposium presented by the International Soccer School and Capelli. It's coming up July 7th through 9th, Weston Galleria in Dallas. I'm driving up to Houston. I know I'm going to get to see both of you guys. I'm excited about that. But I'm going to tell you, I'm really excited to hear some of these presentations as well. If you want to sign up, you're a coach. Continue to, to educate yourself. It never stops. Uh, I'm not telling you anything. It's internationalcoachingsymposium.com. Co- internationalcoachingsymposium.com to sign up uh, for this event. And, and Juan, you guys, uh, you know, you mentioned it. You want to work with honest people, quality people. Um, this type of an event for you is very, very important when it comes to Capelli.
3: Yes, yes, very much. And also, it's good to have you involved because <laughs> we know each other for years and we respect each other and that's the way it should go i don't see any other way and uh, i'm so happy uh just to have again this opportunity to talk to you and your people in in houston because like you said before it's a no-brainer you can go over there for three days and talk about soccer watch good activities get good information and also for me the the best thing you're going to meet good people and and in soccer we have so many good people so looking forward to see you in in few weeks that will happen for sure and by the
2: way i'll, I'll remind you here you, you will be able to mix with these coaches okay these guys are all very approachable that's the other beautiful thing about this okay one more time i'm going to tell you about it. it's the international Co- coaching symposium July 7th through 9th, Weston Galleria, presented by the International Soccer School in Capelli. Uh, It's one not to miss here in the state of Texas. Symposium.com to sign up. Fred DeCranian, thank you so much for coming on. Juan Carlos Machia, thank you so much for coming on. Thank
0: Thank you you for having us. us.
2: Guys, great to talk with you, and I look forward to seeing you in Dallas on July 7th through the 9th. See you soon. Thanks, Fred. Thank you. you, Juan Carlos. Lovely. Great stuff there from Fred Dukarian and Juan Carlos Machia. Again, it's the International Coaching Symposium presented by Capelli Sport and the International Soccer School, July 7th through 9th, Weston Gallery in Dallas, three-day event. Great opportunity for coaches to pick the brains and get the ideas, the theory, and the practical sessions of Real Madrid coaches, Econo Method, Alan Irvine, West Ham United, and others. Go to internationalcoachingsymposium.com. That does it for us tonight. Again, we remind you Spotify, Apple, Google, subscribe to the podcast. You can also hit it up on hornfm.com. You could follow me at Twitter and Instagram at glendavisock at Soccer Matters GD. Would love that. You can also catch me on uh, Facebook uh, at Soccer Matters GD. For our presenting sponsor, John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. Daspitlaw.com, 512-call-now. They get us on the air. You need the best in a personal injury attorney. It's Daspitlaw.com, 512-call-now. Remember, they're getting soccer on the airwaves. Big thank you to you for tuning in. Again, hit up the podcast, and until next week, I'm Glenn Davis. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, soccer matters.